Make Ben Spear welcome, okay?
Good evening to you. Thank you so very much for joining us tonight for day five of the Luke December 2023 challenge. And yes, we are already at day five. And thank you for joining tonight. And for those who have been following us since day one, thank you for staying with us. I do hope that you are going to invite others to join us. And I do hope that you stay with us to the very end of this study into the book of Luke. Luke December 2023 is that annual challenge on Gospel Best Radio where we read all the 24 chapters in the Gospel of Luke in the first 24 days in september so what we do is to read the text we're going to read the text today we are reading chapter five and afterwards we're going to listen to a short exposition on on chapter five if you have any insight you want to share with us please use the whatsapp widget on the bottom right corner of our page and send uh, any insight or question that you have with us thanks to those who sent in uh, questions and insights yesterday, we're always glad uh, to receive them. And we do hope that at the end of this study, we are going to collate all of them and respond to them. Joining me tonight, uh, as she has been joining for most days for Luke December 2023, and we are pleased uh, that she she has agreed to be a resource person this year. Uh, dear sister, Sayemise Guntaya, God bless you, really good, says Thank you so much, Sam. Okay, please say a word of prayer as we begin. Father, Lord God, we thank you. We give you all glory. We exalt you because you have given us the privilege to be here. Thank you, Lord. Father, Lord, Lord, as we study your word, as we read, Father, Lord God, teach us, grant us understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Yes, so get your Bibles ready. Luke chapter 5, Luke chapter 5 tonight, we're going to read and then listen to the exposition. Okay, you can begin, sis. Okay. Four fishermen called as disciples. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Genesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. 10. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all the all and followed him. Jesus cleanses a leper. And it happened when he was in a certain city that behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus 
and he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand and touched him, saying, I am willing, be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged him to tell no one. But go and show yourself to the priests, and make an offering for your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. However, the report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Jesus forgives and heals a paralytic. Now it happened on a certain day, as he was teaching that there was a Pharisee, that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bird, a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him in, because of the crowd, they went up on the housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the mist before Jesus. 20. When he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this who speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven you, or to say, Rise up and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, Arise, take your bed, and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on, and departed to his own house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God, and were filled with fear, saying, We have seen strange things today. Matthew, Matthew the tax collector. After these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi, sitting at the tax office, and he said to him, Follow me. So he left all, rose up, and followed him. Then Levi gave him a great feast in his own house, and there were a great number of tax collectors and the others who sat down with them. And there, scribes and the Pharisees complained against his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with, with tax collectors and sinners? 31. Jesus answered and said to them, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Jesus is questioned fasting. Then they said to him, Why do the disciples of John fast often and make prayers? And likewise, those of the Pharisees, but yours eat and drink. And he said to them, Can you make the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. Then they will fast in those days. 
then he spoke a parable to them. No one puts a piece from a new garment to an old one. Otherwise, the new makes a tear. And also the piece that was taken out of the new does not match the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Or else the new wine will bust the wineskins and be spilled. And the wineskins will be ruined. But new wine must be put in new wineskins. And both are preserved. And no one having drunk old wine immediately desires new. For he says... The old is better. And yes, thank you very much for reading Luke chapter 5 for day 5 of Luke December challenge. And the first treasure we are the first treasure that we have found today in the in the fifth chapter of Luke is this. Listen to it. Whatever he asks you to do, do it take him at his word that's the first treasure we have found in luke uh, chapter 5 whatever he asks you to do do it take him at his word and we take this from uh, verses 4 5 6 and 7 of luke chapter 5 of course you recall the account right when after jesus used uh, the boat belonging to simon peter and after jesus told Simon Peter to launch out into the, into the deep and let down his net. After Peter uh, answered our Lord, saying, Well, we, are, we, we know you mean well, but we have toiled all night. We have caught nothing. Uh, there is no point to it. Nevertheless, at your word, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And of course, uh, you know the story. He did let down the net, and he caught a great number of fish that the net began to break. Whatever he asks you to do, do it. Take him at his word. Uh, no matter how it looks, humanly speaking, take him at his word. Remember the story of Naaman, uh, that Syrian general uh, with leprosy. He said to himself, why would I wash in the Jordan? Are there not better rivers, cleaner rivers in my country? Why would I wash in the Jordan? But he did wash in the Jordan and he was made whole. Remember, of course, remember, of course, uh, the story of the first uh, recorded miracle of our Lord in Cana of Galilee, where our Lord said, okay, well, fill, fill this jars with water. With water, they must have said to themselves, look, the, the problem is that uh, uh, wine has run out at this ceremony. Why are you asking us to fill it with water? But they took him at his word. I uh, you know what? Uh, they found joy. They found joy. They found, they found happiness. Remember also the disciples when uh, they told Jesus that, well, there is nothing with which to feed the crowd. What The only thing we have here is a, a boy who has five loaves and two fish. And Jesus said, well, bring it to me. Uh, some of them have said to themselves, what's wrong with this man? Look at the thousands of people, 5,000 of them. Are we going to feed them with five loaves and two fish? But, you know, they took him at his word and a miracle uh, followed. Whatever he asks you to do, do it. Take him at his word. And we cannot discuss this without, without remembering the, the now immortal words of this hymn. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus and to take him at his word just to rest upon his promise and to know thus says the Lord thus says the Lord I pray whatever the Holy Spirit is laying in your heart to do 
uh, for him. If he's asking you to give a gift, give that gift. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's going to provide for you. If he's asking you to go on that journey, go on that journey. He's going to see it through. If, if he's asking you to speak up for his cause, for his will, speak up and no evil will be for you. If, if he's asking you to witness that person, oh, do so. Uh, do so in the power of the Holy Spirit. You will find that those who take him at his word, they find that his word is true. Those who take him at his word, find his word to be true. And now to the second treasure that we have found today in Luke chapter 5. And, the, and that second treasure is this. He qualifies the called. He qualifies the called. He does not call the qualified, but he qualifies the called. Those he has called, he qualifies them and makes them suitable, suitable for his use. Um, I mean, I understand very much, I understand very well how Simon Peter fell after when Peter felt when uh, it became clear to him that uh, the man who made use of his boat is indeed the Son of God because only uh, the Son of God could have done what Jesus did when after preaching from his boat then said uh, launch into the deep he did launch and he caught fish uh, notwithstanding that he had labored there all night uh, without catching anything some of said, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. And I'm asking you today, do you often feel the same way? Do you often feel the same way? Why me? How am I deserving of his visitation? How am I deserving of his intervention in my life? How am I deserving of, of, of him? How am I worthy of his use? How am I worthy of his call? How am I worthy of his intervention in my affairs? Yet he, inter- he intervenes in your affairs. He helps you. And you say to yourself, ah, this sinful me. How, how, how am I worthy of his use and his call? Don't run away. Be Always call to mind. Call to mind uh, Romans 8.29. And we know. Romans 8, 29, for those for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. He also glorified. If the Lord is calling you, it is because he has chosen you and he will cover you with his own righteousness. He will make you worthy and suitable and suitable for his call upon your life. Do you know why? Uh, the Apostle Paul gave us the reason in Second Corinthians chapter 4, Second Corinthians chapter 4, saying that, well, you may think that the Lord is depositing treasure in jars of clay. You may see, you may see yourself as jars of clay, uh, sinful you, imperfect you, weak you, fearful you, doubtful you, and yet the Lord is calling you to do great things for him. Uh, the Lord is putting you in places where you have to uh, you have to you have to speak for him or stand for him or be his representative and you're saying why me i'm not qualified for this you are almost like some of Peter. you are saying depart from me depart from me i'm a sinful man i, I should have nothing to do with you well be reminded of second corinthians 4 7 but we have this treasure in jars of clay why are you asking why we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. It's from God and not from us. That's from the New International Version. In the New Living Translation, it says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. 
This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. Our great power is from God, not from ourselves. If you are feeling unworthy, if you are feeling unqualified, if you are feeling unworthy of his call or of his use, well, look to him. Uh, your righteousness will not will not take you any far, but the righteousness of Christ will will place you will place you in good stead to be used of God. The third treasure that we have found this uh, evening from Luke chapter 5 is this. The Lord is always willing. The Lord is always willing. Recall that account of Jesus meeting with that leper who went to him and said, Lord, if you are willing, Lord, if you are willing, if you are willing, you can make me clean. If you are willing. Uh, I love this this leper. Uh, knowing, I mean, he did not doubt the ability of our Lord to heal. Just say, well, Lord, if you are willing. I know you can do it. You can do it. And you see, that's a Christian, that's a Christian prayer, right? Lord, I know you can do it. That is, it is out of the question uh, whether you can do it or not. That is out of the question. You can because you are God. Lord, if you are willing, you can make me whole. And that's, and that's the right Christian prayer. And I assure you, when that prayer is said in faith, uh, if you say that kind of prayer in faith, you will hear the same response that our Lord gave to that leper. I am willing. I am willing. I am willing. The Lord is always willing. He's always willing to help. Uh, we read from Isaiah saying, "Where the Lord's hand, they are not short. His arms are not short that He cannot save. This is your sin that has caused a, a gulf between you and God. He's always willing, always ready to help, always ready to help." And of course, from Romans seven twenty-five, remember, uh, rather from Hebrews seven twenty-five, remember, therefore, He's able to save completely those who come to God through Him. Because he always lives to intercede for them. He's able to save completely. Able to save completely every time uh, from all dangers, from all situations, from sin and from eternal damage. God is always willing. Take hold of that willingness uh, because of that nature. I mean, be, be encouraged by his nature, by his willing nature to always help, by his nature to always help. His nature that is disposed to helping, to saving, to doing good. Be encouraged by that and go to him by faith in prayer over and over again. I mean, once you know the nature of the person uh, to whom you go, once you know the nature of that person, well, what do you do? I want to know that his nature is that he's always open to helping you then you go to him with enthusiasm you're always good with enthusiasm well, he's always ready to help me he's not going to turn me back he's not going to turn me back oh what what joy to know that he's not only able but he's also willing and the fourth treasure that we have found from luke chapter 5 is this withdraw often for spiritual rejuvenation withdraw often for spiritual rejuvenation and did we not read that uh, from verse 16 of luke chapter 5 so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed that is the son of god that son of god it is said of him that he often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed he often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed if the son of god himself found it necessary to withdraw to pray to seek the face of god how much more you how much more me and the fifth treasure from luke chapter 5 is this faith moves god have faith in god faith moves god have faith in god ah imagine what jesus must have felt like when he saw the effort made by the friends of that paralyzed man to bring him before him they had to break through the roof 
so that their friend could be attended to by Jesus Christ. And of course, we, we, we read uh, from, from Luke chapter 5 that when Jesus saw their faith, when he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven. It was their faith. It was their faith that moved Jesus to immediately intervene. Their faith. Jesus, um, faith moves God. Faith gladdens the heart of Jesus Christ. There are countless examples uh, from the from the gospel accounts uh, showing that faith gladdens the heart of God. Faith moves him, moves Jesus Christ to action. Of course, I don't know if you know of this saying. It used to be popular among uh, evangelical Christians at some point. Attempt great things for God. Expect great things from God. Attempt great things for God. Expect great things from God. And and, and it is true. It is true. Those who attempt great things for God, they uh, they 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 move the hand of God. They move the hand of God. Not they themselves, but their faith. The faith moves the hand of God. Why? Because uh, Jesus would marvel at the faith of people. I re- remember this story. Uh, this story from Matthew chapter eight, right? Chapter eight. The story of that man who said to our Lord, "For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell one to go, and he goes; another, and another to come, and he comes. I tell my servant to do something, and he does it." And he said all that, saying to Jesus, No, you don't need to come into, into my house. That is centurion. You don't need to come into my house. Just say the word. That's what the centurion said to Jesus Christ. Just say the word. 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 And my son will be old because I understand how it goes. I myself, I give command and I give command and and people obey. And of course, verse 10 of Matthew 8, 10 says, When Jesus heard this, he marveled. He marveled and said to those following, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. Faith, faith moves God. Remember the woman with the issue of blood as well. Jesus said to him, Daughter, your faith has made you old. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. God." And it's the same way that faith moves God. It's that same way that lack of faith displeases God. Lack of faith displeases God. Uh, Jesus, when his disciples called him, when they thought they were going to perish uh, because of the storm, Jesus was he was restrained in his rebuke, but he did rebuke them. Although he was restrained in his rebuke, he, he did rebuke them, saying, ah, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Why are you so afraid? Did you suppose uh, that any storm could, uh, could, could kill or destroy uh, him with the son of god or could kill or destroy you why the son of god remains with you you of little faith why are you so afraid so faith moves god and as we as we recall let us also remember the lack of faith lack of faith uh, displeases god have faith in god and like the friends of that paralyzed man no faith must find a way faith must find a way to jesus faith must find a way to god in prayer you have to break all barriers and make sure that you get uh, to our lord god almighty uh, in the time of prayer said in the name of jesus the sixth treasure uh, from luke chapter 5 is this don't be too close Don't be too close to sinners that they corrupt you. Don't be too far away from them that you cannot preach to them. Don't be too close to sinners that they corrupt you. Yet, don't be too far away from them that you are unable to witness to them. And you see, our Lord, when he called when He called Levi, and then he went into his house, and he had a feast, or a feast was held in his honor, and Jesus eating together along with the tax collectors who were regarded as sinners. 
And many people said to him, what are you doing? What are you doing with all these people? And of course, our Lord said, those who are well, I have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In the same way, you have not been called to stay only with the righteous. You have not been called to fellowship only with the righteous. You have been called to go into the world, into the world where there are sinners, where there are unbelievers, and bring them to the knowledge of the saving grace of our Lord. Hey, don't be too close to them. So that they corrupt you. Don't be too close. Remember 1 Corinthians 15.33. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. So we have to we have to strike that fine balance. We have to strike that fine balance. You are not too entrenched with unbelievers that uh, they are able to corrupt you. Yet you are not too far away. Uh, so much so that you are not able to witness to them. Romans 10.14. How can they call on the one in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear... How can they hear without someone to preach? You must be there to preach to them. So don't stay far away. Uh, we should not just keep the company of believers. Otherwise, we are not going to carry out the Great Commission. We cannot just keep the company of believers. Yet, we must be careful so that our bad company does not corrupt good manners. And if seventh treasure from Luke chapter 5 tonight is this, be open to the Holy Spirit. Be open to the ways of the Holy Spirit. Now, that is an interesting take on the last verse of Luke chapter 5. And no one, having drunk old wine, immediately desires new. For he says the old is better. But you know, uh, to fully uh, understand this uh, the, this verse, one needs to read other versions. We read from the New Living Translation. It says, but no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. The old is just fine, they say. And Jesus was here, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees of those days who who felt that they they fully understood that, that they had fully understood God and his ways. And they were so satisfied uh, with their ways that they did not want to open uh, their hearts to the gospel of Christ. They felt, look, we know everything already. We have our ways of doing things, uh, of seeking forgiveness, of offering sacrifices, of dealing with strangers, of punishing sinners, of punishing the disobedient. They were not ready to open to the new. And Jesus rebuked them saying, yes, I know. No one having drunk hot wine immediately deserves a new. They think to themselves, well, this wine, our fathers have been drinking it. This way we have been doing it. It's been working for us. Why do we need uh, something new? I'm not asking you to be in search of new things, but I'm reminding you that you have to be open to the ways of the Holy Spirit. It will not testify against Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will not testify against Jesus Christ, but He may want you to do new things. Or it may want you to do old things in new ways. Be open. Be open. It may want you to do new things. It may want you to do old things in new ways. And I think uh, Peter himself got uh, got uh, got a treatment of that when, of course, he saw that vision and he was shown animals that ordinarily would not eat. And the Lord said to him, "What I have called clean, don't you you dare not call unclean." So much so that he found himself at the end of it all. Fellowshipping with Gentiles, preaching to Gentiles, bringing Gentiles, bringing Gentiles uh, to the fold, to the fold of Christ. Did our Lord not say about the Holy Spirit in John 3, 8? The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. That's the way the Spirit of God works. Uh, new things happening. He wants us to engage with them. 
never denying the lordship of Jesus Christ, never ever denying the lordship of Jesus Christ. Any spirit that moves us to deny the lordship of Jesus Christ or all the word, the Bible that Jesus himself affirmed, any such spirit is the spirit of the Antichrist. But you know what? We need to be open to the new. Open to the new. I don't always say the old is sufficient, the old is better. The old way Yes, it's the tried way, but the Holy Spirit leads us to new lands, to conquer new lands, to fellowship with new people, uh, to bring new people into the fold of Christ. Be open to the new. Do not say the old is good enough. Don't say the old way is good enough and we're not going to change. No, we're going to listen to the Holy Spirit and wherever He leads, we will go. Wherever He leads, we will go. But this much we know, the Holy Spirit will not testify against Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will not testify against the Word of God. But it may want us to do new things. It may want us to do old things in new ways. Oh, that the Lord will give us wisdom. Oh, that He will grant us grace. Thank you very much for joining us tonight for day five of Luke December Challenge. Uh, do you have comments on the treasures we have found? Do you want to add your own list to it? Please do reach out to us on WhatsApp. Or please um, indicate so in the comment section uh, below. Thank you very much. God bless you. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 9 p.m. for day six. And now coming up next on Gospel Best Radio, a replay of day four of League December 2023 Challenge. Do stay with us. God bless you. Good rest. Gospelbellsradio.com is a community of believers learning together, praying together, bearing one another's bodies, and engaging the culture with the mind of Christ. To listen to live programs, tune in to www.gospelbellsradio.com. God bless you.